dare you? How dare I? How dare you, you schmuck? You blackguard! Quizneck! Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Devils in the Podcast. We are the devils who have been released for your auditory pleasure. This is episode 14. We are, of course, a production of the Devils in the Detail Steam Curator, who also has a very wonderful Discord server. And if you want to support us, you can at patreon.com forward slash D-I-T-D. And of course, we've got to shout out Hell Knight Cookies and Demon Yorg, who have continue to support us with me today is noitsonam the corrupted also known as manastian hello there he's being spooky for halloween it's his discord costume as always he's the overlord and will uh will kill all of us if we don't produce a good podcast so it's always good motivation maybe even if you do yeah that's true enough plebbles with me is the new community manager how you doing plebbles I'm good, thank you for asking. Um, side note, though, I wish Mano would uh, add another candle downstairs, because it's really dark. Yeah, you are stuck in the basement, just like TFX. It's part of the yeah. devil's agreement. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's in between the lines, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of TFX, TFX, hello, other community manager who specifically is awesome, like everyone else, and also is the one who focuses on getting us review keys. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Also known as the Lord of the Grey, and he's also stuck in Manos' basement. Shh, don't tell anyone. I mean, he has an advantage because hes he actually thrives in that Grey environment. That's true, he does. He is Lord of the Grey, so... Whereas you I know. need color to be happy. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> that's... They're never happy. You're not getting it. I know. <laughs> I know. Not see the thing is is you have to kill the overlord to become the overlord. It's like a Sith Lord. Oh wow, yeah, let me get right on that in my basement chained up. Yeah, that's how you get out of the basement. <laughs> Dude, you gotta be sneaky. That's you know it's like you know, it's the devil's pact, you know, you've gotta out devil the devil. Good luck. Peace. Well, I might as well just give up now <laughs> And then with me today is Summer's Rose AI. Hello. Hello. He is our Genshin Impact correspondent. He plays it, yes. so we don't have to. Pretty much. Yeah. And he also just said he's never happy, but you're an AI, you're also never sad, so deal with it. That's true. It's a very monotonous life. That is a fair point, yeah. <clears throat> you're usually devoid of emotion, yeah? Or do you even understand the concept of it? Maybe? Let's see, look, I, I, I think he, yeah, see, his processor was, you know, crunching real hard right there. Because he's trying to compute what emotion is, but he just doesn't understand. <laughs> what is love? Summerrose.exe is not responding. Would you like to force close the application? Yes, and then it then it shuts down your computer and installs Windows updates. It's the life of Windows. All the updates, optional and all. Optional is an illusion. Yeah, that's why I use, try to use Linux as much as possible. And I'm MX Linux. 
MX Linux is the best Linux I've found so far. Good old distros. So now is the uh, what did you play last week? I have been addicted to Hades, and that's about all there is to it. Manos, what have you been playing? Nothing much really this time. Um, I'm suffering from an acute lack of time. Mm. Um, I did install X4 Foundations, and I played around with the settings a bit, but I didn't have time yet to play it. I also recently bought, because it was on a sale and it always intrigued me, Xenoclash 2, so I played the first half hour of that game. It's wacky and weird, but also kind of fun and prom promising, so we'll see how that turns out. But other than that, I haven't been playing much, sadly. Zeno Clash is really unique. It's the it's one of the like only FPP first person puncher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not to be confused with FPP first person puzzler, like uh, Portal. Plebbles, my man. What you been playing? First person plebbles. First person plebbles. Yes, very good. Very Ooh, good. First person plebbles. That sounds like a very interesting yet strange game. I'm in. But um, very sensual game. Sensual. Discover your humanity in. But yeah, so continuing off of what um, Mano said, basically I've been busy, so the only game I've played is Seven Days. I played it with you and Erg. I did. Uh, it was very fun. Yeah, pretty much that's it. I like it. sorting uh, through toilets. Yeah, to get murky water. I don't know where the bottle comes from, but you know, you get a bottle of murky water out of it. Yeah, I don't know either. I also like finding like guns in the toilet. I think I found... Oh, yeah. I think that's where... I think that's where I found my level six pistol, which is like the, one of the best pistols you can get in the game. I just searched the toilet and it gave it to me. Right, right. The, the, yeah, the loot drops make no sense. Like the locations, it makes <laughs> absolutely no sense. Like you can look in the trash can and find a blueberry pie. I don't think you want to eat that, but apparently it's edible. Yeah. And also it was really funny because I went down that whole like little dungeon thing of like the, the shotgun store. And I ended up finding like a weird little like piston turret instead of a shotgun. Oh yeah, yeah, the uh, robotic turret. Yeah, so that one was weird. Yeah. Don't quite understand that one personally. Yeah, same. Guess they're not. Guess they're not right. loot drops, but loot droppings. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, see, look, that you know, <laughs> got a ding out of it. You know, that means that was a good joke. That Thank definitely you. means it's Thank a good you. joke. Uh, no, that, we just get we. That, that see, was my get... foundation. That's what that was. Yeah, we get rings. Like, yeah, see, whenever Pubbles makes a good joke, he's allowed one uh, cell phone message. <laughs> What's my I joke, though? One. At least I get one. Yes, let, but... let, let me have this, man. Oh, please. I'm in a basement with one candle. Sure. Just, just let me have this. Yes. Plus, he gets 5% on his phone whenever he makes a joke, too. One message and 5% on his phone. Yeah, it's like three minutes at best of uh, texting and browsing. Yes, so he's got. He always has to come up with really good jokes. Otherwise, he uh, he's very you get, alone. You get a few percents of battery charge, but no one said anything about Wi-Fi. Oof. Oof. Well, that's, why, that's why I usually does texting. Ding. Uh, <laughs> TFX. What great game have you been playing lately? Uh, let's see. I play like a lot of games this week. Age of Empire Two with my friends. Phasmophobia, first time with my gray friends. Gray game? Uh, sure, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gray, man. Like, I've, I've looked at the screenshots you posted. It's black and dark. <laughs> it's gray. Black is a very dark gray. <laughs> yeah, true enough. All right. 
and also tell me why we finished it. I'm also writing a review for it. Uh, Is it gray? That's not very gray. It's a negative review. <laughs> that's for sure. Oh, oh see. that's why. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's not gray enough. I, I, oh, my I, I guess it's gray in its own way. It's gray enough that he doesn't like it, I guess. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> it's anti-gray. It's anti-gray. See, that's why he hated it. It's not gray enough. Exactly. There's no no such thing as gray in this game. It's all color. Okay. Too Ew. much. Yeah, that's too much. It's too happy. Exactly. All right. On to the news. Wait, but what? We're gonna skip over Summer's Rose AI. We know what Poor AI. <laughs> we know what he played. AI, what have you played? Genshin Impact. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's your yes. On to the news. Oh my! Uh, in a stream of games going gold, whatever the heck that means, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla has gone gold. Yay! So many golden games. Gold. That's a good games. thing or a bad thing. Um, I... it's Ubisoft. Oh, so no. that's what gone gold means. It mean it's not like amount sold. It means like the final version has been printed, and they're. Uh, Sending it off to the factory to be replicated on discs. Oh. oh, I see. Okay, so that means like Cyberpunk 2077. A why, why are they crunching if a couple weeks ago they were... The game had gone gold, so they sent it off. I'm so confused. They're oh, maybe because the, they want to ship it. They're That's crunching the day one patch. Yeah, true enough, probably. Good old day one patches, huh? I think they want to uh, ship the game as fast as possible. Available in all stores. Old. Good old days when you got a game that wasn't completely broken on release. The olden times. Good old StarCraft. Yes, Mr. Uh, Grandpa Manos knows those days. Ouch. I do. Sadly, or luckily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, at least <laughs> means that um, Buck Snacks isn't necessarily more popular than Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> I was going to say, I was kind of concerned. I was like, is Bug did Bug Snacks really sell as much as um <laughs> as cyberpunk 2077 like i know it kind of got a little bit of hype but geez i didn't expect that much hype i don't know how much of the hype was actually real because i it yeah. felt to me like a lot of it was a meme like uh well at least uh, definitely PlayStation I mean, 5 had the has box snacks again but the thing is is it's sort of like gta any sort of talking about it like any any why am i blanking on this word any like pr is good pr yeah you mean like no pr is bad pr yeah so like it doesn't matter if it was a meme as long as people are talking about it yeah that's you know? fair yeah yeah also in very strange news the original roguelike rogue in all of its ascii glory is coming to steam october 20th you nice. lost me there same. Okay, so <laughs> the very first quote-unquote roguelike to ever exist was an old DOS game called Rogue. Uh... The old DOS game, which has continued to be worked on to this day, is coming out on Steam on October 20th. Oh, interesting. So if you want to experience some roguelike history, there you are. It's apparently very, very hard, and it's a... Uh... 1980s game, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a Grandpa Manos era game, so... Jeez, you know it's old. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so. fuck you too. <laughs> uh, I kicked him. No, I didn't. Where's okay. Gadget? I was going to say, I thought you kicked him at first. <laughs> <laughs> the timing was perfect, though. Yeah, I know, right? You got to edit it for the fucking, um, for the highlights, you know what I mean? Just make it sound like no, you kicked him. No, I'm sorry, Meadows. You didn't have to kick me from this <laughs> channel and crash my Discord. I'm sorry. I will repent. <laughs> you will be sorry. You're not sorry yet, though. Back to the basement. Oof. No! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, it's apparently a good game. It's just, you know, it's, it's one of those old ASCII games where you've got 40 million commands and every key in your keyboard is used, which is not my favorite. Yeah, it sounds nah, like it's coming after a while. Because like you, you like uh, you can find secrets by searching, so that means you're gonna spam S key like every time you move. So just like Doom, one of them. Pretty much, yeah. Good old Doom, which you can run on Minecraft sheep. Reminds me of the boulders that would cause the water levels to rise in Monster Crown. Yeah, pretty good much times. was. Good times. Good times. Bringing a PTSD with me right there. Yeah, that's oh your punishment. Part of it. Part of it. I thought you already crashed my Discord. I get more? No, Plebbles oh. basically warned you. You aren't sorry yet. Not yet, not yet. Yeah, he has more stuff planned. It's one of those <laughs> things. It's more demoralizing where instead of doing it right away, it he over time exerts his power. You know what I mean? Mm, the true overlord. <laughs> yeah. He makes, I, he makes his way slowly. And painfully. I speak from experience. You know, I wasn't the one inflicting. I was the one being tortured. Yes, you still are. So. I know. Yeah, <laughs> Not, the the hose. Not the hose. Not the hose. <laughs> <laughs> you will put the lotion in the basket or you will get the hose. Isn't that a... What reference is that? Buffalo Silence Bill. Lambs, right? Buffalo yeah, Bill. Exactly. Silence of the Lambs. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I thought it was Silence of the Lambs. The character is Buffalo Bill. The, yeah, the old eating. I feel less less bad now because when we were talking about it, Matt and I were talking about it a few days ago, I forgot who it was. So I thought I was just being an idiot. So I'm glad at least I'm not the only one that forgot what that was. Yeah, now wow. we have two idiots. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, wow, Bluff was just calling me out there. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, man. Hey, whatever makes me, I mean, you feel better. Did that get you more like uh, more battery cell phone time or is that I part of the so. Manos plan? I hope so. Degrading my uh, my self-esteem slowly. He just told me, he goes, improvise and maybe you'll be rewarded. I, I don't know what that means. I, I just have to be mean to everyone yeah. and hope for the best. That is a good plan. It's worked out so <laughs> far in politics, right? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, By the way, I, I like Manos laugh. I really do. Evil Manos laugh. Spooky Manos laugh. I guess yeah. I, I guess it's you know you once you get that old you get a, a spooky Minos you know voice. I know the hose I was, again. I was legit about to kick you right now. <laughs> 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 uh, I stopped myself. <laughs> All right, on to the next news. The Steam Digital Tabletop Fest is going to be around here soon. I don't know what the heck they're doing, but yes, I guess it's just another way to I mean, sell games. I mean, it does sound interesting, but I have no idea what to expect either. So basically, they're live streaming people talking about and playing tabletop games, and they're like, 
Hey guys, did you know that you can play Terraforming Mars on Steam in the digital edition? Buy it now. <laughs> hello, fellow kids. Oh, yes, pretty much. Hello, fellow kids. Although honestly, a lot of the like a lot of those board games are way too complex for kids. Jeez, That's they'd fair. probably they'd probably eat the pieces before you actually got them set up. <laughs> and it it some of these games <laughs> takes forever to set up. I mean, jeez, like uh, Scythe. No, no, not Scythe. Through the Ages. Oh my goodness, Through the Ages takes forever. There's all these tiny little cubes to keep track of. Oh my goodness. Also, I do enjoy a good board game. Yeah, I'm sitting next to a good amount of them. I really love board games, but I've never been able to find anybody to play them. My That's brother... the problem, yeah. yeah That's probably yeah. Well, why digital tabletop games are being promoted now. Yeah, it's true. a lot easier. You can just find somebody online, you know, just a matchmaking thing. Especially with yeah. COVID going on in the world. It's probably a big untapped market. That is true. true. Yeah. Video game spending has gone up by like three times. Initially, yeah, it was like a $2 things. billion dollar market. And now it's like a $6 billion dollar market. Who was it? Somebody was in the server saying that um, there was a condom advertisement in, uh, in uh, Spotify. Like one of the ads was a, a condom I advertisement. I saw that. I think it was Eric. It was Eric. Okay. Cause oh, man. I, I find it funny because um, if you think about it, you know, people being inside, it, it's it, that's another untapped market. You know, you're going to be inside. You might as well do A, B, C, D. You know what I mean? So it's genius. Odd, but genius. Yes. Oh, man. I remember back in Hulu, I kept I kept getting like there were all these condom ads back on Hulu in the back in the good old days. <laughs> don't know That's why weird thing. so yeah, weird it is weird it, it, it makes me wonder how they pick their ads like I remember I was watching um, uh, Levels, you want to know how they pick their ads I don't think I do but go you ahead you gave us money we're going to play your ad it's <laughs> pretty much it I know I just I just imagine you'd have to be desperate to you know do like a condom ad because I don't know the way I look at it is if you're going to advertise in something like let's say uh Hulu or like YouTube or something, you try to do something that's fr family friendly that like everybody can get along with no matter what. So if you're I mean, advertising, technically, certain condoms thing, are family friendly. Well, yeah, but they stop like, you from having a family. Well, true, but touche. Oh, that's but, that's true. That means they're not family friendly. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I'm saying like if a kid like watches that, like even if the kid isn't upset or whatever, a kid doesn't give a fuck, you know what I mean? But if you advertise <laughs> something like a movie or something. That's like more, I don't know, consumable. More revenue. Yeah. Like, Can you we know just what do I mean? it like Germany and just have like nude people in commercials already? I'm not watching TV anymore since I... I didn't say you were. I was just saying because like there's the famous German beer ad with like a naked woman coming out of a pool of water or something like that. What about that oh, Ninja, like... Ninja Turtle uh, ad? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Yeah, you, you don't want to know. TFX and I are cursed with the knowledge of what that is. I don't think you want to uh, know. Okay. Uh, Just imagine this. Later. Imagine this. Pickles. Pickles. Yeah, do the math. Yeah, what got me yeah. was the attention to detail. Like, you know, the turtle <laughs> was sweating. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, what the How do we get on this topic? But seriously, send it to me later. I want to know. Um, <laughs> like the like the cake topic all over again. Oh god! How deep does the rabbit hole go? Apparently, it goes too deep for gadget. 
<laughs> because he left. <laughs> I have to okay. kick him again. Will you now behave? Goodness gracious, guys. What the heck have you brought upon our listeners? <laughs> I'm the one who has to edit it. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm in my own basement. <laughs> oh, I can see plebbles back there in the dark. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, man. Um... Hey, at least you gave him a pretty good microphone. Like, there's no echo. So, he's got that going for him. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, food and water is no bueno right now, but, you know, I sound solid. You do. I'm a good cook. Solid I just don't cook for the dungeon. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, he's got, like, this window that, like, it, it's, like, reinforced glass. But, like, on the other side of it, I can see him cooking. So, it's, like, and, the, like, the way I'm positioned, I can watch him cooking. But so, TFX like, on the side of the window, there's also, like, a fan that blows yeah, the smell down to you? Yeah. Exactly. There's a pipe that leads into the dungeon. Yeah, so I know in painstaking detail what he's making, and I have to live with the fact that I will never have it or anything. No. You just get, like, one of those, like, gerbil water feeders every once in a while, and uh, sometimes you get some slop Romanos deems to give you that day. If I'm feeling very generous, he gets some beef jerky. But only that's actually handful. pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it's just it's enough to it's just enough to crave more because of the taste, but not enough to get saturated. Oh, uh, perfect evil plan. Yeah, it's torture. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Stardew Valley 1.5, the update that will come out next for the game, will have split screen co-op. I mean that's that's great. Um, the multiplayer expansion that they or update that they did is already pretty cool. Um, I just feel like, again, with um, everything that's going on in the world, local co-op seems a bit counterintuitive. But I'm grateful for it nonetheless. Stardew Valley yeah. is such a chill game. It's so fun. And back when I played it, the regular multiplayer update wasn't even out, so it's been quite a while. Um, and even back then, I thought this would be fun with friends. So, looking forward right. to the update. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm just really surprised how much like content Stardew Valley has gotten post-launch. Like it's it's gotten all kinds of really really Free great updates. updates. Yeah, all constantly adding new, you know, content in like plants and all the events that you can trigger now and. I think people voted, like, got to vote that they wanted peach trees or something like that in the new updaters. So, it's a good game. It's also, on, it, I got it on the Humble Monthly Bundle back when it was the monthly bundle, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, was good. it monthly? I don't remember. Yes. It must yeah, have been shortly before I started using monthly. Huh. I've been using monthly since the very first month it came out, and I've never Ooh. paused. I never paused either, but I just missed um, Dark Souls 3 by one month. That's what I remember. Oof. I think I was in from 2016. Yes, yeah. I've been a subscriber since 2016. Same here, yeah. Mid-2016. Also, I don't think Darksiders 3 has ever been in a Humble Monthly Bundle yet. There's Dark Souls 3. Oh yeah, that's what I was... No, Darksiders 2. Dark Souls 2 wasn't a monthly? No, I meant Dark Souls 3. Dark Souls? Oh, okay. My bad. No, I was just confused. I was like, oh man, did I actually miss a month? What the heck is going on? 
Got me all panicked, because that's a game I'm kind of looking forward to being in a monthly. Right, right. Definitely. So the crazy game, Noida, just released out of early access. So for those of you who don't know what Noida is, you are a small wizard man or woman or thing in a underground cavern and everything's trying to kill you and every pixel is simulated so you can set pretty much anything on fire something like levels i'm already on i'm already sold it does yeah like the first cavern level is full of like wood and if you cast like a fire s spell it's just the like entire cavern if you're unlucky can just turn into this giant smoke filled flaming inferno it's really good it is really good. Was waiting for it to be out of early access, so finally. Yeah. Honestly, it was already pretty good, even when it was in early access. I'll probably yeah. give it. Right Fair now. enough. Yeah. I think I'll get yeah, it. And right, now, and right now, due to the release, it's also on a small discount, of course. Of course. And if you really, really, really want a discount, then you can go to uh, Humble Bundle. And if you've got the Humble Choice thing... You can get the discount. That's where I got it. Also, it's made by the creators of Baba Is You. Really? Oh, yeah, we mentioned that last time, all the time before that. Yeah, I don't know. These guys are like crazy. Yeah. It's made, it's made by the creators like Baba Is You and uh, The Swapper. Swapper is my favorite. Swapper's pretty good, man. Love that game. Oh, and Cran Physics Deluxe. Crank? What is, what is it called? Cran. Crayon Physics Deluxe. Deluxe. It's a game on Steam. Never heard of that. So basically what Crayon Physics is, is uh, you get like a couple colors of crayons and they all work in different ways. And it's often like you get a you have to get a ball from point A to point B. And um, Wow, that's an old game. Basically, yeah, like so like red will be like a platform and like green will work as like an axle that you can draw like red stuff on dude it's so old i remember playing it as like nintendo ds homebrew jesus oh, wow. <laughs> and then they made it like as an actual product i couldn't believe it when i saw it it's really good though it's like baba it's you but with crayons grab a gadget <laughs> pretty insane yeah that's, that's interesting very very good all of the games that they that Unfortunately, like, if you look at Noida on Steam and you click, like, their developer thing, uh, it only says that they made Noida, but that developer, uh, it's, like, Nola or something like that. I don't know. I think they've had a couple studios as they've been building up. Oh, yeah, um, Nala. Yeah, Nala Games. Yeah. As they've been building up, I think they've kind of absorbed some devs from others, other games and uh, absolutely amazing games that they've come out with. Uh, Gadget, say that title again noida no the other one crayon physics deluxe what is it again is it crayons or crayons crayon <laughs> because i keep hearing crayons yeah, yeah crayon Same. crayon physics deluxe crayon <laughs> yeah it sounds like you're saying crayon it must be like a a dialect kind of thing crayon 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 physics deluxe yeah yeah I don't know. It's just a yeah. It's a dialect thing. Everyone around uh, around me growing up calls it crayon. Yeah. You completely yeah. get rid of the completely get rid of the O in there, and it's just crayon. <laughs> yeah, like For here, me, everybody 
Everybody says water instead of water. Oh yeah. Well, I'm. I mean, I'm from the same state that you're from, Plubble. So, yeah. I mean, seriously. I think all, uh, of, you know, yeah. all of us. Everyone do says water. It's always water. Yeah. yeah. The T is almost silent. It's a D. It becomes a D in uh, in some places. So yeah. Where I'm, where I'm from, it's water. Oh, you want yeah. some water? Same yeah, here. water. <laughs> but you want some yeah, water? Yeah, but it's water. 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 Yeah, it is water. For me, for me crayon is Wachsmalstift. What? <laughs> what? I see. German is so stupid. Good for you? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Why? It, oh, basically, it translates to it translates to uh, wax painting pen. <laughs> I mean, is it because uh, the direct word? Sure, why not? Come again? I mean, turtle is shield toad in German, so exactly. Uh, I was saying. It's um, really dumb. Does it? Uh, is it because there's no direct translation for crayon? I don't know. I don't know which I think, word. I think it. it's like one of those things where it's like you had to call it something. And you just called it something based upon previous experiences. So it is a wax painting pen. Yeah. It's made of wax. Much. It draws like a painting. Also, and it is in the form of a pen. Also in yeah, German Also in German a slug is a naked snail. I mean that one kinda of make that one makes sense, honestly. Yeah, that makes sense. Pretty much is. One hundred percent slug equals naked naked snail. <laughs> Good old naked snails. But yeah, all in all, I'm looking forward to Noida. Oh, it's very good. I would recommend it. And you, and you said it was on the Humble Bundle uh, choice, or not the choice, the uh, Humble Bundle sale, yeah? For like the monthly members or whatever? Yeah, if you go to the Humble Bundle store and you've got like the Humble Choice subscription, you get like another 20% off, so. Oh, dope. Say no more. So it'll only be like $12. No, not $12. It'll be like $13. I mean, and if you save those coins, those pennies, those dollars, then maybe we can get out of the basement if you support us enough. Yeah, that's I don't think will allow that. That's true. <laughs> you'll be helping us. You'll be helping us all out tremendously. Me no, and TFX if, more than anything. If, if the listeners want to ever see Plebbles and TFX made it, make it out of the basement, they have to vote them out via our, our Patreon page. <laughs> oh, my... Yeah. I mean, I mean, so send those chillings. To, I mean, we're going to play Fallout 76, so our chances of getting out are very slim. Oh, dang. So you're not only in a dungeon, but you're being tortured. You're playing Fallout 76? Yeah, I made them. Wow, man, that was evil. <laughs> the heck was that? Is that supposed to be crying? Or are you choking? <laughs> choking. I'm in the basement. Oh, okay. No water. Oh yeah, that's true. Very dry throat. Very dry throat. There live. Uh, Digimon Survive was delayed, which makes me sad because we had a good string of Digimon games going on. I mean, we've talked about delays multiple times on this podcast, and I still think that delays are favorable over Crunch or any other alternative. So, Looking at delayed... you, Project Red. Yeah, exactly. If they delay any yep. game in order to actually finish it or to make the quality better, then I'm all for it. Because the uh, like they had a real banger with the uh, uh, Digimon Cyber Sleuth, I believe it's on Steam, and it also comes with sort of like the the side story DLC, which is like a completely another game. Uh, so I mean, 
I'm glad to see Digimon is sort of coming back into the forefront because I love Digimon. Like, I like Pokemon, <laughs> but I also love Digimon. I grew up with it as a kid, and I always thought, like, all the evolutions were so much fun. I always loved the Pokemon games, but hated the show, and I loved the Digimon show, but hated the games. But that was way back before the actually good Digimon games would come out. Yeah, so, like, if you're a fan of Digimon, definitely check and out Digimon Cyber Sleuth. Yeah, definitely. What did you say, AI? I said, and before the Pokemon games died. Kind of true, yeah. <laughs> I really wish, like, Pokemon would go back to some of their more crazy plot lines. Like, what was it? Digimon, um, not Digimon, Pokemon uh, Diamond and Pearl. Yeah. It was like you were trying to save the world against two fighting beings of time and who controlled time and space. Yeah. And if you, didn't be yeah. Yeah, if you didn't beat them, they were going to rupture the universe. And then you get to fight and capture God itself. Yeah, that's some Dragon Ball shit right there. <laughs> Real shit. That's essentially a uh, not just a life or death or like a couple of kids trying to fight off bad guys. That's the universe could die. That type of shit. Yeah, and then like Pokemon Black and White, which also got a sequel. I think that was the one with like Team Galactic, which was like terrorist PETA. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> that one was pretty. That one was pretty good too. Like Team Galactic was pretty memorable. I think it had. It, it was like M. M was like the the antagonist, but he was also sort of relatable. We also saw Arceus in there, I think, too. And, yeah, it was uh, N, not M, but yes. Same yeah, thing. yeah, whatever his name, whatever his name <laughs> was. But yeah, it, that was pretty. That was kind of interesting because it was actually like it was Pokemon plus philosophy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I th I now think it's it, like it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, th I think the game was ideas versus ideals. Yeah, I, I, I think much, was the yeah. whole point of it. Yeah, and now it's like in Pokemon, it's like big Pokemon go burr. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> much, right? With, that reminds me of Train Go Boom. With Pokemon popping in out in and out of existence. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's outcome. I I really missed Mega Evolutions because it was so cool seeing like new forms and stuff like that. And now it's just like, nope. Now they don't exist. Now you just get big, big forms. Yeah, so those are so lame. Yeah, they were. They are so lame, and there's only like twelve unique ones, whereas every Mega Evolution was was unique, and it was so cool because even in the po even like the Pokemon competitive scene loved them because they would make some of the Pokemon that were useless otherwise actually useful because of the unique abilities they would get when they Mega Evolved. Yep. So feels yeah, no, bad, like, man. Yeah. Well, like Sword and Shield, like from what I've seen, because I haven't actually bought it. Um, like, yeah, it's like they've pretty much gone back and it's like they've gotten rid of majority of, like, there's only so many Pokemon that you can get in it. It's like a bunch of them, even from like the previous, like the, like second gen that aren't there. It's, but it's don't just... worry, kids, if you ask your money, your mom and dad or your other adults to spend $40, you can get the expansion pass and ca catch even more Pokemon. Uh... Yeah, but I mean, the fact that they didn't bother to model all the old Pokemon is really a slap to the face to some of the fans. Like, um, Well, yeah, I mean, it's still ridiculous because that was their whole like thing was like, why is there no national decks? Well, to keep the quality of our, you know, raising, you know, standards high, we need to remodel all the Pokemon. And then as soon as a, the game got leaked on the Internet, hackers went in and pulled the models out and were like, uh, these are the exact same models from the last game. 
boom. Yeah, it's caught. It's, it's a disgrace. It really is. I think really. Yeah, because um, it's like I was hoping they'd still have you know like Typhlosion that like carried from like pretty much so like I think I did carry it like just kept transferring it from game to game because I could, and then all of a sudden it's like Sword and Shiro comes out and it's like yeah nope. He's not in there. Hey, hey, kids, you want to get your old Pokemon from, like, many generations going your game? Guess what? Pay a f uh, five, or no, it's like a $12 a month subscription to Pokemon Bang. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it's like, wow, yeah. Game Freak really needs to get a, like, a shuffle up in terms of, like, a managerial staff. Cause... Game, right. Freak. Game Freak, we hold your Pokemon hostage with a smile. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I really, I really think, like, the the series peaked around probably the Nintendo DS era, and uh, it's just been going downhill ever since. I agree with that. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I did enjoy X and Y, and I think that was a 3DS game, but that was probably the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Just was... like all the cool stories that they were coming up with, like there was actual plot, which was crazy. Yeah. X and X and Y was pretty cool uh, story wise and whatnot, and then then they made what Sun and Moon. Yeah, oh, no, they, they made the remakes Skull. to Cold and yeah, Ruby, and, Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, Omega Ruby, oh, yeah, right, right, right. Sapphire, whatever. Those were good, and then they made Sun and Moon, which weren't so good. Yeah, that's when I when I dropped out, basically. I didn't buy Sun or Shield. Yeah, I mean, Sun and Moon, the it, like the plot was really going downhill, because it's like you're, you're hopping between islands to become like the big kahuna or whatever. And yep. now it's like, now with Sword and Shield, it's like Chairman is kind of evil because he wants to capture power from like Pokemon, the a legendary Pokemon or something. I don't know. It's kind of yeah. all over the place. All I remember is that the main like rival is like just got a simp fan club. It was really annoying. Well, yeah, I didn't even bother paying attention to anything that happened. I do know a YouTuber I like to watch actually has, like, a five-part series, or, like, I guess, a better word for it, but about how um, the game is bad and why it's bad, and each video is, like, a half hour long, and he's still making more videos, so the, the, it really must have pissed him off if he could make that much, you know, complaining about the game. I've watched two of them, but I can't be bothered anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just, uh, man... It's really lost something, and the problem is, is that it'll just keep selling super well because it's designed for kids, and kids love Pokemon no matter what kind of quality right. it is. Yep. Yeah. It's a shame because they actually tried at one point, and now they're just like not. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Why bother? Why but bother the... when you know you're gonna get that guaranteed like sixty dollars? Exactly. The YouTuber in question brought up a good point. I hadn't even considered it. There are other games on the Switch like. Uh, what is it? Um, Breath of the Wild, where like they actually added new things, like because it's stronger hardware, they can do more with it, you know. So yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shield really hasn't done anything, you know. Well, that's kind of kind of meet that standard, and on top of it, left out most of the Pokemon, like we've already previously discussed. Yeah, that's kind of because so what it's good. Did they do? I think it's because it's, like... it's a Game Freak game. I yeah. mean. Nintendo is known for their crazy experiments. I mean, the Nintendo Wii was like the first play thing with motion controls, and then the Nintendo Switch, which is like a handheld and a console, and and then they added stuff in like Breath of the Wild to make it like an open world action game. I mean, 
I, I think the problem is, is that Game Freak is its own company and just partners with Nintendo. Fair enough. Yeah, so I, I mean, I can see with um, certain, and like I can see him leaving out some of the Pokemon, considering the fact, like after uh, Sun and Moon, there's like what 900 Pokemon or something like that. So it's like I can see leaving out some of them, but they left out so many. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I wouldn't be surprised to see a second season pass, and they're like, "Hey, guess what? 80 more Pokemon on each of these islands, just like last time." It's like. <laughs> In the end, you've got to pay like three hundred dollars just to get like all the Pokemon. Yeah, like, I, yeah. Like, like I, I don't understand because they know the game is going to sell, right? So even with all the pissed off fans, the game still, I'm sure, sold more than enough. But my, like, I, I don't understand why didn't they just, you know, release the game and say, due to you know time constraints, et cetera, et cetera, we'll update the decks over time over Wi-Fi for free or something. You know, kind of like what Ghost of Tsushima did with their multiplayer. Yeah, they released it for free. Game's already been out, you know? Mm -hmm. Plus, it gives people incentive later on to buy the game anyway if, like, you know, they don't like the Pokemon that are available. Because they like want Nintendo. more money. Yeah, but that would get them more money, I think. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I honestly think they're just thinking about the now, and it's easier to do it now and just get the money now, as opposed to doing it the right way and make, making people happy. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just yeah. being a pessimist. No, I think it's. I think you're right. A lot of the times, it's like uh, stocks need to go up now. It's not like, hey, we need to keep fan public relations good, so we're going to actually, you know, do some nice stuff for them. Right, right. Yeah. Although I will say, if they actually include every single Pokemon that ever was made that can be caught in a single game. I would honestly probably pay like three hundred dollars for it. Wow! Don't... Damn. That's all. That's what I've wanted for the longest time. I mean, the thing is, they don't even have to make it so that you can catch them all in that one game. But the fact that they aren't there is what. Um, for example, I, I listened to the Jimquisition, the the podcast of or the Podquisition, the podcast of Jim Sterling and one of his regular guests uh, or co-hosts, I should say, Laura Dale. She got really obsessed with capturing all the shinies that exist in the Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee games. Mm -hmm. And when Sword and Shield came out, she couldn't transfer all of them over. But if she would have, from what I, from what I understood or remembered, this doesn't have to be doesn't have to be right but from what i remember it was like if she transferred some of them then it was basically like the save file being corrupted because if she transferred some but the others had to be left out then she had no way to go back later so she just had Weird. to skip transferring all her shinies to the game because some of them weren't available in the game and what's really ironic is that they are available in the game they're just locked because I remember when they were going to come out with um, when they were going to come out with the DLC um, Island of Armor or whatever, uh, all the Pokemon from there were basically unlocked with some code um, before the the expansion came out. And what was really funny was hackers were hacking in the Pokemon and sending them to everyone <laughs> before the pass <laughs> came out because all the data was already there. <laughs> it's 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 like it's, that's, that's it's like we talked about. That, yeah, yeah, that is 
wow. It's like how we talked about um, on disc DLC about Street Fighter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Pokemon, Pokemon at this point has on disc DLC. Again, it's as funny as it is disgusting. Very, yes. very true. It's it's funny in the sense because it's like how how could they have the audacity and how could they think we'd be stupid enough to not find that out? And yet, they're probably making record profits. Oh, for sure, for sure. That's the sad part about it, in my opinion. Definitely, definitely. Oh, my. So, we got there from Digimon. Uh, Kingdom Rush Vengeance just released. It is the latest in the Kingdom Rush series to come to PC. Um, my two cents about the Kingdom Rush series, I loved the first one and the second one. But at this point... I really don't really enjoy it as much because it really feels like there's only like one build that's the right build to pass some of the levels. Is Kingdom Rush a tower defense game? Yes, it is. Or is it a flash uh, game? It was originally a flash game, but they've sort of started making it um, its own game series. It's on the Switch too, right? I th yeah, I think so. It's, a, it's also on the phone. It came out on the phone first and then they ported it over to PC. Oh, the, I phone, see, yeah. the phone version has microtransactions, whereas the PC one has uh, it costs more, but it doesn't have any microtransactions. Fair enough. I remember playing it on Armored Games or something. Or no, Y3.com. Yeah, it was Armored Games. Ah, good times when Flash games oh, yeah. were the, th the shit. <laughs> yeah, there was a yeah. phase where they were all over the place. No, Stig Games... That was oh, one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah, uh, it was it was really good. And I, uh, like I said, I really enjoyed the first one. And the second one was good, not as much. But the third one really disappointed me because it felt like they made it needlessly hard. And also, like, only one particular build was the right build. And every other build would leak. So if you wanted those three stars, you would basically have to sit there and just, like, try all the build. Oh, yeah, that sucks. It felt like padded gameplay, honestly. Which That's I do not like, personally. Yeah, me neither. In no type of game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next up would be uh, Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition receives mixed reviews from fans. Um, cited for citing reasons such as the AI does not know how to use water um, based <laughs> units. And also... Are you talking about that... Summers? <laughs> <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> Sorry. What did you say, TFX? Never mind. Not that bad. Um, oh, no. I, I, I wasn't reacting to TFX. I was reacting to the NPCs not knowing how to use water bit. Yeah, um, yeah. the AI doesn't know how to use water at all. Uh, so it doesn't know how to make ships. And also, they changed how some of the civilizations work to be more, quote-unquote, historically accurate. But it makes some of them completely useless. That's that's also bullshit because um, I I don't know anything about the gameplay. I haven't invested any time in researching Age of Empires Three Definitive Edition, but from what I've heard on the Discord, they actually changed a lot of terms and removed terms like plantation and slaves and all that stuff to make it more politically correct and less historically accurate. Yeah, but if I remember correctly, like one of the things is like you used to be able to play as um, some Native American nations, but they changed it so like they can't get coin until like really, really, really late in the game, 
because it was historically accurate that they didn't have coin back then. But that I sort see. of like really that really gimps their economy. Yeah, about to say, that just sounds like an unnecessary handicap, to be honest. Yeah, and but, it does sound like a bit com combined with the other side of the news. It does sound like a bit of a double standard. Yeah. So TFX, you're the one who's actually played this. Tell us how it how it is. Like, we're just... I mean, I'm not sure about the whole political correctness thing. I didn't notice because I only play like ten minutes and I faced like a lot of technical issues. And the gameplay and graphics look, I don't know, muddy. I'm not, I'm not used to it. I don't know. There's something different about it. Maybe because I didn't like the first Age, the Age of original Age of Empire three. So my advice just stick to Age of Empire two. Which the definitive edition is, yeah, very good. I think so it, I heard. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, there's a bundle. There's a humble, bundle, humble bundle for first and second game for 12 bucks with choice so go get hmm. that instead of this game what i find really weird was that um age of empires 2 hd came out and then made two expansions on that yeah that's and weird. then the, def the definitive edition was like that game plus the expansions plus they added a new mini expansion it was so confusing <laughs> yeah, yeah that's gets... basically that's basically the force unleashed all over again Psst. wait Force Unleashed had a HD version? No, not that part. But for the Force Unleashed, you had to buy the game, then you had to buy the first expansion or add-on or DLC chapter, whatever. Then you had to buy the second one, and then a third one came out, but that was only available in the Ultimate Sith, Sith Edition, so you had to buy the whole game over again. Oh, like... <laughs> like Control. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. There's Age of Empires 2 HD does not have that many expansion to even buy, and I don't think there's crossplay between the HD and the definitive version. So basically, yeah. you've got to rebuy the definitive edition if you actually wanted to play the game at this point. Exactly. So I don't really understand the whole point of the HD version in the first place. It was I think it was released 2012. Yeah. With little, there's no graphic enhancements or anything. Just the same game, just HD. Money. Yeah. But like, yeah, money. pretty much money, I guess. I think they didn't plan to make a definitive, definitive edition for, didn't want to remaster graphics, and then they changed their minds. Yes, as they saw how well HD sold, probably, and the first game, definitive edition. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, the definitive edition is, it's, it's great, it's awesome, like it's had a lot of improvements. So just just buy the definitive edition instead of the HD. Yeah. And our last topic for today, the first act of Baldur's Gate, which normally would take about 30 hours, has been speedrun in seven minutes. That's insanity. Whoa. Yeah, that's insanity. Wow. Especially since the game hasn't been out very long and it take, usually takes a lot of time to uncover all these possible shortcuts. Rookie numbers. Right. Yep. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, seven thirty hour act turns into seven minutes. That's so pretty good. How long has the game really been is. out? Hasn't it only been uh, out like a week? So or two? it's been out about two, three weeks now. Two weeks. Okay, yeah, it's been about October two weeks now. Six. Jeez. Well, I mean, I guess and it's early, early access. They have nothing but time, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Maybe what? some of them are in a basement too. Yeah, so maybe. 
if it's only been Literally. like two weeks and it's already done this I've, imagine when it's out more they have more time they've spent more time finding stuff imagine how three seconds <laughs> oh my god it's like yeah they're just gonna keep chipping it down it's gonna be the next okay. mario yeah, because if I remember correctly, the reason it's seven minutes is um, the game has a leap function. And basically what you keep doing is you keep leaping over these chasms that you probably shouldn't be able to. Um, So you are able to bypass all of the battles. And then you're if you fall into this one hole just right, you'll survive and you'll be right next to the end of the first act. <laughs> hmm. I see. Alrighty. So I did say that was the last topic, but we've also got a wonderful audio message from Justin McGuffin. Let's listen in. Hi, this is Justin from Not Just Any Book Club. I don't know if I'm on this episode or not, but my question to you guys is, what is the best opening slash first level to a video game you've ever experienced? Alrighty. Thank you very much, Justin, for giving us that wonderful audio message. Um, and I think we'll just take turns probably coming and talking about them because I'm sure we all have a lot of them. One One Mario being probably the most iconic for a lot of people. Yeah. Manos, what do you think? Um, it depends on what you focus on, basically. I've thought of several games. Um, if it's about how you are introduced into the world and how the world is presented to you, then two of the most iconic and most memorable moments for me in gaming history in the first few minutes of the game. Um, one would be Bioshock, the way you are introduced to Rapture. Oh, yeah. Oh, which yeah. is an um, amazingly memorable moment for me. And the other would actually be Fallout 3, the moment, not necessarily the opening bit in the vault, but the moment you first step out of the vault and yes. the sunlight blinds you and you first step onto this scenic overlook and have gr this great view over the wasteland. Yes, and that's the definition of gray. That's true, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a greenish gray, but it's very gray. Yeah. Very gray. It's a good kind Perfect of gray. Perfect for TFX. Perfect for me. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Then if it's about um if it's about yeah. high stakes and bombast and um the way things are put in motion, then I would say one of the really, really great experience I've had in the first moments of a game were in God of War three when you were climbing Mount Olympus on the backs of the of the Titans and the first boss fight was Poseidon, which was this huge insane set piece that was taking the hardware at the time to the, to its limits. Oh yeah, definitely. I agree 100%. And of course, um, for setting a very particular mood, either to get you on the track of vengeance or to introduce your character in a way that makes you sympathetic with them, uh, one thing I can't not mention is the Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver game where the character motivation of taking revenge on Kane is set from the very beginning, uh, even before you start playing the game in the opening cinematic where the protagonist is thrown into the abyss and nearly dies but barely survives and now has newfound power to 
take revenge. And then The Last of Us, the first one, where the opening bit is showing the start of the outbreak and the main character, spoiler alert, loses his daughter. And then it cuts to him several years later in a basically in a lockdown in a, in a city where the remnants of humanity are trying to survive from the outside world and the way it's presented is very powerful it's basically like a movie mm. a well uh, well done movie mm. yes and those are my picks nice. nice what about you plebbles i had three manos covered two of them bioshock <laughs> and uh <laughs> fallout <laughs> three but my third my third favorite would have to be um, Metroid Prime 1 on the GameCube. I really love how that game fun. opens. Yeah. I like how everything from the opening cinematic to how you have to just work your way down. You see Ridley, Meta Ridley, and then um, you basically have to get out. As you get out, just all this shit's happening and you lose pretty much all of your abilities. You, get, you lose the ability to double jump, turn to a morph ball. It's just so epic. It's just such a good precedence for what's to come. It's awesome. It does sound really good. TFX, what is your gray game? Well, I have intro? three. I have three. Uh, mm. The first one is going to be Half-Life. I mean, that moment you walk in and they go to the train and you see all of those, the, what's it called? Black Mesa? Yeah. Yeah. I, there's a possible that I will, I will forget it. It's so good. Even for its time. And the first time you see G-Man just looking at you while yes. the train. I mean, that's something else that you will never forget. It's so cool. Yeah, very iconic. My favorite part of Half-Life is when you try to throw a can at, at a uh, one of the guards. They chase you. Pick it up. <laughs> He's like, pick it up. So I pick it up and throw it at him. I didn't think he'd actually chase me. He started chasing me. I panicked. I was a panicked plebbles. <laughs> Sounds about right. And let's, uh, my second game is going to be Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain. The first hour, specifically. Yeah, that was it's pretty crazy. Go, yeah, it's so crazy. You woke up in the hospital, nothing, you don't know what happened, and you were saved by this guy. No spoilers, so I'm going to say who. And yeah. After that, everything just goes crazy. Supernatural stuff. It's, it's so good. Oh, yeah. And my third game is going to be Dark Souls 1. Wow, the all gray games. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, I mean, Gothic isn't on that list. By the way, Gothic has a great opening scene. I should play it sometime. But I mean, like Dark Souls, I mean, you just wake up in prison and you fight your first boss there. Uh, just like a drill rush. The game just hammers you everything from the start. It hates you. And it makes it very abundantly clear that it hates you. <laughs> exactly. This is not an easy game. That's what, that's what they're going to tell you. You think it's easy? Because the game hates well, you. fuck you. It will do whatever it can to try and kill you. It fucking hates you. La 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Good one. Seriously, those little, like, frog things in the first game that make you petrified? Yeah. Oh, the game yeah. You. I, those... Fuck those. Those are the worst. And those are my three picks. All right. AI, what is your picks? Uh, I'd probably have to go with, since I've played a lot of it, uh, Genshin Impact. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Breath of the Wild has a really good opening. 
enjoyed that. Um, so Breath of the Wild and the Breath of the Wild like. <laughs> and then uh, yeah. Mario Odyssey. I like the opening for that. Oh yeah, that was a pretty good one. Interesting. It was. So yeah, actually, now that I think about it, was pretty good. What are your picks, Gadget? Let's see. So my first pick, probably one one Mario. That first Goomba, especially because I played it as a kid. I, I died too many times on that first Goomba. You know, I'm pretty embarrassed to <laughs> like, if you counted how many times I died the first 1-1 one, one Goomba. Um, well, you do have to figure out how to jump, so it's understandable. It's true. Of course, yeah. You got to start somewhere. You can't expect Bob to start walking right when it comes out, you know? <laughs> true enough, true <laughs> enough. Um, next up for me would probably be Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, one of my favorite games ever. I really love the intro. Because huh. it's very mundane. Is that the one with the snowball fight? Yes, exactly. That's the one with the snowball fight. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It and explains all the game's mechanics in a very atypical way. Yeah, and also it just contra it contrasts so crazily against the fantastical nature. But it also sets up for why the world exists in the first place. Yeah. And I just really love that one because it's kind of like you, you meet all the important characters before the game even starts but then it adds to the mystery because you you don't know if they're alive or if they're in there and um they still remember you so it's really it's really interesting because there's this whole like it's always implied that the little moogle that's by your side is um your your brother who's in a wheelchair um oh yeah i remember but he, he doesn't seem to remember you but like all, some of the other people do it's really interesting, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, just, I just think it's a really good intro because it just, like I said, it, it sets up a lot of backstory, a lot of characters you'll see later. Um, it really explains some of the the reasoning behind how they're acting. It's not just like out of left field, like why is this person being mean to me? It's because of this thing which they still kind of remember from the previous world. Um, Next up, I'd probably say Hades, um, <laughs> because it's an amazing game, but also because, like, when I first started Hades, I thought, like, Zagreus was kind of just being a bit whiny, but there's, a like, but then he's actually sort of uncovering this whole conspiracy, which really added a lot of character development to pretty much, oh, like, yeah. all the characters. And Zagreus also, at first, comes off as a bit of an arrogant prick but then you find out that he's mostly that way towards hades and is very kind to all the other characters yeah exactly and yeah he, he's actually very kind and caring and stuff like that <laughs> um and then i'd probably say the last game was um uh rim the first time you boot it up and have your little characters just walking around looking for supplies oh, i still want to play that it's so good and it's such a surreal experience because i mean you just feel like you're left with nothing and you're just building up out of the dirt i mean you do have some like sci-fi stuff in there so of course you're not building out of the dirt but if there's actually a game mode where you can build out of the dirt if you feel like it so it just wow it's just really like you're thrown down there and you're just told survive figure it out and it's just it, yeah it's really good i mean there are so many 
good choices. It's hard to come up with a list, actually. But I, w I'm, I have to say, I was gonna put one more game on my list, but I didn't do it because I thought it would be on yours. Um, because we talked about it once, and it sets up the... It, it creates a very nice hook into the story, and I guess you might already have an idea what I'm talking about, Gadget. I might, but why don't you say it for all the viewers and things? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, one, that one's really good. You wake up uh, not knowing who you are, and then it's like, alarm, go alarm goes off, and all of a sudden you're being attacked. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. And, the, so, and, and it doesn't really feel like a tutorial because it's just like there's all this escape. stuff happening constantly. Save your life. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised you didn't mention Journey, Manus. Well, Journey is one of those examples, much like the latest God of War game, where it's um, basically start to finish. The whole experience is as amazing. It's not yeah, particularly rough. a great opening. Like, for example, God of War... Um, one of the amazing and insane things about that game is when you look back at that game and take a very close look, you'll notice that the camera doesn't cut once. It's always on the same perspective. It manages to tell so many great action sequences and all that, but the camera never cuts and it never leaves the over-the-shoulder perspective of Kratos. Plus, you can kind of see it as a... Uh a really, really big influence on popular culture sort of how some movies were because yeah. e even to this day people yell boy at you boy exactly yeah exactly boy i actually never noticed that it's always the camera is always on kratos yeah and you don't notice it's uh it feels so natural but if you like i said if you take a look back at it um and you do notice it because someone told you it's actually mind-blowing the entire game is a one shot except for at the very end when they go to bed and it gets dark for a moment and, and this... i won't i won't spoil what happens after that yeah this guy with his thing yeah yeah the carpenter shoot the, shoot the deer boy stop being such a loser boy Climb this mountain with your bare hands, boy. Nah, nah. It's like, boy. 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 Yeah, there you go. Boy. Only weaklings require tools. <laughs> He's like, yeah, dad, I'm like a kid. You want a hammer? Use your head. He's like, I'm five. Why haven't you built a house by yourself with no tools, boy? You, you want a hammer? Use your head. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hi, I'm, I'm six. You kind of raised me. But not really. No, he didn't. <laughs> right. He wasn't there for most of the. Boy, why can't yes, why can't but actually, you? No. Right. Why can't you choke a deer with your bare hands yet? <laughs> like, hi, I'm six. <laughs> I also don't have crazy dead family powers. I find it very interesting that the game at first was apparently about um, Kratos overcoming his his anger and his rage because I remember, still remember when the trailer first dropped there was uh, the moment when Atreus shot and missed with his bow in the very beginning on the hunt and in that trailer there was a little rage meter in one corner and it was slowly building up and then you saw on his face that he calmed himself down and the rage meter was going down again 
which would have been a very interesting mechanic. I wonder why they took it out. Because if the rage meter goes all the way up, it means he beats the crap out of his son. So <laughs> it's probably it's <laughs> a very popular um, video game mechanic. You son of a bitch. Child abuse simulator. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know if that would have been the best idea in the world. Yeah, no, that would not. That would be very no good now. Imagine if it's in a trailer where he missed the shot and killed that beast. Instead of telling him your deer is getting away, he just slaps him. <laughs> yeah, and he slaps him so hard that he flies several feet. And, and uh, he's like, and the then what's the matter with you? And then when his uh, when his son like when his rage meter gets all the way up, like um, he beats his son to a pulp and then throws him off a cliff. That's the opening sequence of Tekken Two. Then he says, "Control yourself, boy." Yeah. What Control are you, yourself. boy? <laughs> it kind yeah, of reminds that was... me. Uh, like a more extreme version of uh, the Son of Batman, the 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 comic where the very first one where uh, Batman is introduced to his son Damien, and Damien explains that like at the age of five he had to climb a fucking mountain. If he fell, broke his leg, whatever, he was told to get up and keep trying. It's like Jesus Christ, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's basically Kazuya Mishima from the Tekken franchise. <laughs> yeah, basically, we're making a lot of observations that are. Uh, Seemingly very, very close to what Tekken is. It's almost like yeah. Tekken is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Tekken is the best because of child abuse. Exactly. That's a bad line. They tackle all a, the negatives. We have a very late addition to the podcast, as usual. Hi, Ty. Hey. Hi, Ty. Um, hey. I don't, I don't know if you guys knew this, but just recently, the scene group went up to 100 members. I don't know if you guys pointed that out already, but I'm just going to give that reminder. Oh, yeah, that's nice. That is very true. We thank you very much, listeners, for helping us get there. Party. Also, Tynider, what we are talking about right now is we are talking about the best intros to a game. So, like, the very first level, like Mario 1-1 or the beginning of, like, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Like, what, what was the beginning of a game that really stuck out to you? Um... We're going to talk about games that specifically suck out to me for an intro. Then I have two games actually that come to mind. And that That's is fun. I actually like the intro to Super Mario Galaxy 1 because that actually kind of set the tone of what, you know, it, it showed us what Nintendo could, you know, be like capable of in a 3D environment on the Nintendo Wii. And like Super Mario Galaxy 2 is pretty good too. But mm -hmm. I'm gonna say, like, Super Mario, the original Super Mario Galaxy kind of nailed the intro to a uh, well 3D thought 3D platform, uh, and I generally enjoyed what they had to show. Um, I can go on about that game for like a while, but I'm gonna just cut that short because that can be a completely different discussion on my thoughts of like Super Mario Galaxy after playing it years later. Um, but the next game that I personally found to have a really, really good intro was the original Bioshock. Yeah. I... It, but, like, the, the plane crash was, like... I think that. Like, the, the plane crash, you know, was, like, a thing. Like, that was, like, nice. And, and then it just brought you into this city, like, full of, like, you know, it, 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 like, just corrupt darkness. And... 
then you had to like then like you had to like go and find you saw how the splicers re like worked you saw how the city pretty much like was like going what was going on in the city and then you got your very first you know plasmid and then you had to like jam a needle inside of you like i don't know the hell if i could even do that but i just might say fuck it but like and then and then like you see all the consequences of people just having all this atom with them it, it, it really sets the tone for what the you know the, the game had to offer like no other yeah. game amazed me that much than bioshock i mean the the closest we're gonna get to like another intro that kind of set the tones to things say say what you want about bioshock infinite that intro is also good too i kind of found that interesting as well yeah i just say that bioshock also had one of the biggest twists like i just it blew my mind so bad that i just never played that game again after the twist yeah fair oh, enough yeah. yes yes yeah Plus, I, I, talking about the opening minutes of the game, um, it was the first of its kind, and when it was freshly released, you didn't know much or anything about Rapture when you first played it. So approaching that lighthouse, you didn't know what to expect, and you didn't expect much, but that first tour of, of Rapture, when you're inside that capsule going down and you're taken through the entire city was just so surreal, and at that point, everything looked still looked like it was the way it's supposed to it looked so peaceful and all that and then yeah. the capsule arrived and this creature is just outside of the capsule scratching and you are afraid to even step out of the capsule it was really a mood setter yeah, yeah. definitely i really like how they tied the games together too because at the very beginning of bioshock one if you listen carefully you can hear like a really weird sound I forget what creature it was, but it was apparently like the songbird or something like that. And uh, it was because, uh, what's her name from Bioshock Infinite? Elizabeth was traveling through time. Like, it's a subtle touch, but I really like that. When I went back to Bioshock 1, I was like, holy shit, it actually is there. That's some real yeah. planning. Yeah, it really is. That's similar, but on a much, much smaller scope and basically just like throwing in easter egg in there but the resident evil 2 remake when you first get to the police station and you turn left and go to the gate you can actually hear nemesis saying stars oh i did not know that i think that was before uh resident evil 3 remake was released right yeah it was yeah. it was uh in in the resident evil 2 remake from the beginning that's impressive well, I mean, it was a remake, so they knew which game would come next, and even if they hadn't made uh, Resident Evil 3 remake, it would have been a nice Easter egg for fans, so it wasn't oh, yeah, quite as impressive as what you just mentioned with the songbird. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I just find it impressive because of the fact that they uh, actually thought to include it. I don't know, maybe it's just me. I feel like a lot of newer games are, uh, like, they're Lazy. not... Yeah, they're not necessarily bad. I mean, you know, most of them function. But, like, yeah, there, there's really not much creativity. It's more so a formula, like, set in place that is guaranteed to get the, the game out fast and make the money, as opposed to actually doing something creative and innovative. That's why you got to go to the indie, indie route. Otherwise, yeah. you don't get anything creative. Exactly. It's sad, but true. All right, where I need to go. All right. Oh, okay. Well, thank you very much, AI, for being with us pretty much this thanks entire podcast. Me. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. me. Take yeah. it easy, Take AI. Take care, bro. Bye. Bye, friend. Alrighty. That I has... Just...
I just remembered one more game that was that stood out to me in a very very different way in the beginning because it was basically parodying other games and that was Far Cry Blood Dragon where the oh, tutorial, yes. where the tutorial was very humorously done it said things like to look around look around <laughs> That's oh, no Far Cry 3 instead you know what uh, now that we're talking, now that that just popped my mind, and uh, I actually got to mention this: the intro to both Outlast One and Two, I actually enjoyed as well, because it's just, it, it set the tone of what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, fair enough. The intro of Outlast was very good, and then once you figured out that all the encounters were scripted and were very predictable, and, and there was no sense to playing a second time, it started to deteriorate in my opinion but the opening was very suspenseful yeah i will say yeah that that is true um i don't really have a reason to go back to play those games after i just played them once Th then again that's pretty much almost any horror game and i say almost there are exceptions out there you can probably definitely go back and play resident evil 2. i can so. play the first two dead space games anytime same same um, but yeah. Also, I played I played the playable teaser for Silent Hills, the game that we will never get, uh, like uh, I think yeah. thirteen times at this point. <laughs> right. That that game's scary. That, that game, uh, Otaku and I were playing it. It was dark, and uh, you know, I, I I can't lie, I, I can't lie. I was scared. Like I couldn't get past anything. Otaku took it like a champ. I, I'm just terrible with that stuff. I mean, Resident Evil 7 basically jumped on the bandwagon and saw how beloved and successful that short teaser for Silent Hills was and basically did Resident Evil 7 in that same style. But I think there are worlds between those two experiences. The Silent Hills teaser is uh, leaks ab uh, above Resident Evil 7. Oh yeah, for I sure. Mean I mean, I'm not hey, saying Resident Evil 7 is bad in that regard, just that the PT is so much better. Yeah, PT I just mean, does, it, does it better. There's no I combat, but it does everything else better. Sorry to interrupt, Ty, go ahead. No, 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 it's fine. I'm kind of interrupting the way. But, like, yeah, I can understand uh, what you guys are saying. But, hey, at least be glad that Resident Evil is going back to their old roots instead of being a pure FPS game like 6 was. And I guess you could say 5, but even though 5 wasn't... I hear yeah, it five bad. was terrible. I I don't, I'm, I may be in the minority with this, but I don't think six was as bad as five. I agree with that because six at least had different different stories, and each of them focused on a different aspect of the history of Resident Evil. Like, uh, the Leon chapter was basically like Resident Evil Four, and the Chris chapter was like Resident Evil Five, which was a bit disappointing, but also nice in a way and then there was uh, a very classic le classical um, campaign with basically just zombies and which was more in the vein of the first three games yeah interesting i do agree plus one thing i found very amazing in that game that caught me really by surprise is that uh, you can play the entire campaign in co-op two-player co-op but there is one point i want to say where two two-person teams meet up and if you're online then you're meeting up with two other players actually yeah. interesting the one thing resident evil 5 has uh, on, on all of them though is chris punches a boulder to, uh, to yes. knock it down you know we, we can't forget that 
Alright, my my guy just, you know, instead of pushing it like any normal human being would, you know, he's so hopped up on, you know, copious amounts of drugs, you know, not not limited to just steroids, and punches the shit out of that rock until it falls. Yeah, in the <laughs> off that rock. Yes. It's really rock. Yes, next it to didn't wanna, it had It had love, it had a family, and look what he did to it. Yes. He just abused it, you know. That that's rock abuse. You know, we're talking. We, we were talking about child abuse. That's rock abuse. Oh yeah, they didn't deserve it. They really didn't. No. The only thing I can really fully remember from Resident Evil Five was the controversy it had. Like, it, 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 I don't, did you guys hear about the controversy in Resident Evil Five when it came out? I Not may sure. have, but I probably forgot it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it got controversy for the fact that um, since Chris is white, he is going to Africa to kill a bunch of um. African uh -oh. zombies. Oh yeah, that. So, yeah, that got some storm. It wasn't big, but it apparently, you know, it it died down, but you know, it did catch, you know, some attention. You can't kill African zombies. That's racism. Yeah. Black zombie lives matter. That's like the very first time that I saw. Um, I guess you could say, right? Like, you know people being petty back when I was, like, really young. I, I couldn't really get my hands on, like, violent games. I didn't get my hands on Call of Duty Black Ops 2 until I was, like, 14, and I got my Xbox 360 for Christmas. And my friends understood that. But, like, one day, my mom's side of the family, uh, her dad came over and gave us all this money for, like, what gave us some money for Walmart. So I went to Walmart, and I went to buy GTA 5, too. And I actually don't know why I mentioned this story after talking about, you know, Resident Evil, but I guess I gotta bring this up a bit. Um, and I said to my friends, I got GTA 5, and they're like, your mom seriously let you buy that game? And I'm like, yeah, because they understood Call of Duty, but GTA, they thought that would be, like, uh, impossible for my mom to let me have. So, but yeah, back to the original discussion. Damn, GTA 5 is, like, s seven years ago? My god. Yeah, time flies. Yeah. And it's still and going. Not and they're not gonna make Resident Evil, I mean, uh, GTA 6 till in like eight years. Yeah, I mean, as long as GTA okay Online is still up and running and making them cash, why would they bother? With I'm hackers, okay with that. Full yeah. of hackers. Or like modders, they still haven't taken care of that. Yeah, but Rockstar doesn't care. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. Good old killing floor two and one. Money, money, money. See, Always if there's iconic. one thing, if there's the one thing that Killing for One did better than what Killing for Two did, it was its atmosphere. I I really like the whole creepy atmosphere that Killing for One had, and I hated how they how they took that out in Killing for Two. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. I guess robots. Yeah, I do agree. Because at the same time, Killing for Two allows you to run. Killing for One didn't, which sucked, but it also like helped with the whole helplessness of it, you know what I mean? In Killing Floor 2, yeah. it's like you're basically... The Berserker can tank, like, five chainsaw guys at once if he's skilled enough. <laughs> it's like, how? Who Strange. knows? Drugs. <laughs> there is drugs involved, because the medic can heal him, right? And buff him yeah. with those heal darts. Just like... Oh, yeah. Tons Steroids. of healing darts, yeah. Just dart, 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 dart. There's even a weapon that just shoots healing gas at him, so you just constantly drug him while he's been hit, being hit. That sounds so wrong. <laughs> it really does. Talking about great gaming introductions, I just, just one other example just came to my mind because it 
does set the mood, but with false expectations, I guess. And that would be Alien Isolation. Because for the first, I don't know, half hour or even longer, you don't even see the Xenomorph, but you're expecting it constantly because the mood is just that of the... Uh, I mean, everyone's gone, everything's knocked over, it looks like something bad happened. And if you've seen the movies or even one of the movies, you know what to expect, but nothing happens at first. And you're constantly constantly shitting yourself because of your own expectations, kind of like in the Jaws movie. Hmm. Very true, yeah, very see. true. Alrighty, so that has been our podcast. Thank you very much to all of my guests for joining me. Please feel free to rate us on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or any of the places that you can find our app. There are a lot of them, our podcast. Subscribe with your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at D-I-T-D underscore reviews. If you have any thoughts about any of the topics, feel free to tweet at us or you can find our email in the link tree which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash D-I-T-D. Also, you can shout us out on the wonderful Anchor.fm platform like that wonderful guy Justin does semi-weekly. This is a production of The Devils in the Detail Steam Curator. Uh, If you want to join our Discord, it is discord.com forward slash invite forward slash capital M C capital G P X C capital U And as always, if you want to support us, it's patreon.com forward slash D-I-T-D. Until the devils are summoned again. Why haven't you built a house by yourself with no tools, boy?